Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Don Johnson's Heartbeat from 1986. Miami Vice debuted on September 16, 1984 on NBC. It was a crime drama series starring Don Johnson as James Sonny Crockett and Philip Michael Thomas as Ricardo Rico Tubbs, two undercover detectives in Miami. Supposedly, the series came about when Brandon Tartikoff, the head of NBC's entertainment division at the time, was brainstorming and simply just wrote down MTV Cops. He then gave that to Anthony Yurkovich, a former writer and producer for Hill Street Blues. Yurkovich then wrote a script for a two-hour pilot originally titled Gold Coast. Music played an important part on the show. Unlike other shows of that era, Miami Vice would buy the rights to the original versions of the songs instead of using covers, spending up to $10,000 per episode for original recordings by artists like U2, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, and Phil Collins. The show also stood out for its distinct look from the use of bright pastel colors. One of the show's directors, Lee H. Katzen, told Time Magazine in 1985, quote, The show is written for an MTV audience, which is more interested in images, emotions, and energy than plot and character and words. End quote. The show was also one of the first American network TV programs to be broadcast in stereo. Miami Vice, pull over, please. Jeff Bridges, Mickey Rourke, and Nick Nolte were just some of the actors considered for the role of Sonny Crockett. But the role ultimately went to a 34-year-old Donnie Wayne Johnson. Yes, his real name is Donnie, not Donald. He'd been a struggling actor for years, starring in mediocre TV movies and several TV pilots, five of which were for NBC and Brandon Tartikoff. He also had a drug and alcohol problem that he gave up cold turkey around the time that Miami Vice began. His Sonny Crockett character wore expensive Hugo Boss and Versace suits over pastel t-shirts, he drove Ferraris, and lived on a 40-foot yacht with his pet alligator, Elvis. Officer Tubbs, say hi to Elvis. Former mascot of the University of Florida football Gators. Currently, he's a watchdog and resident dope sniffer of the St. Vitus Dance. Now, I'm not sure if the alligator being named Elvis is a coincidence or not, but back in 1981, Don Johnson had actually played Elvis Presley in a made-for-TV movie called Elvis and the Beauty Queen. However, he did not do his own singing for the Elvis performances in the movie. Those were sung by country singer Ronnie McDowell who had a top 20 hit in 1977 called The King is Gone that was released shortly after the death of Elvis. Now the king is gone And oh what a rain and the In its debut season, 
Miami Vice was huge. Even the show's theme song, an instrumental composed by Jan Hammer, hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming the first TV theme song to do so since Henry Mancini's theme from Peter Gunn in 1959. But the real breakout star of Miami Vice was Don Johnson. Here he is on Late Night with David Letterman in 1985. Uh, Don Johnson is right here. You want to talk to him? Sure. Okay, here he is. And be polite. Okay, and speak right up, Carrie. Okay. Okay. What's your name, Carrie? Carrie. Oh, great. We're all worried sick about her. <laughs> Carrie, dear, what's the problem? I was just going to ask you how you like your eggs cooked. <laughs> Wait, no, not that part. This part. This uh, this Miami Vice deal turned out pretty well, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, working out all right. Yeah, it's been on the air just finishing your first year. Yeah. This is the uh, the hottest uh, show, I guess, on television. Here you are on the cover of Us Magazine. Uh, yeah. Uh, Johnson. Here you are on the cover of Rolling Stone with your buddy uh, Philip Michael Thomas. Yeah. Philip Michael, Paul Michael, who is Philip it? Philip Michael this Thomas. The guy was in... in its first season, Miami Vice was nominated for a whopping 15 Emmy Awards, winning four. When season two premiered, the show was an even bigger hit in the ratings, reaching the top 10. After the huge success of those first two seasons, Don Johnson was ready to leave the show. The studio had even lined up Mark Harmon to take over the role of Sonny Crockett, but the show's executive producer, Michael Mann, wasn't on board with that change. He convinced Johnson to stay, and he became the highest-paid actor in the history of television. At that time, of course. In the summer of 1985... Johnson was at a party and met CBS Records head Walter Yetnikoff. He told him that he wanted to make an album. Yetnikoff signed him without ever even hearing him sing. In a 1986 interview with the LA Times, Don Johnson said, quote, I'm sure part of him was thinking that no matter what I did musically, the record would sell a certain amount even if people just wanted the cover. But we also discussed music, and I think he got a sense from me that I was confident about where I was going. I wanted the record to be modern, tough rock, and I think I achieved that on some level. I didn't want it to sound like something that other people designed and I just stopped by for a few minutes to do the vocals. And I made it clear to Walter that I would walk away from it if I didn't think it was credible. End quote. So, on August 25th, 1986, Don Johnson's Heartbeat was released on Epic Records. Have you ever climbed to the top of a mountain on a jet ski? The album's title track is the opener. It was released as a single prior to the album's release, quickly getting hype on MTV. Don Johnson's first single being released today is the title track from the upcoming album, Heartbeat. The video from the track being shot next week should be released at the end of the month. Okay, I'm going to say what nobody around here would have the guts to say. When I heard Don Johnson was doing a record, I thought, give me a break. But I gotta be honest, the guy sounds, sounds good. I'm anxious to hear the single, and I'm anxious to hear the rest of the record. And of course, with all those great musicians on there, this could be a hot rock and roll record from Don Johnson. The Heartbeat single was added to 102 top 40 radio station playlists on the week of August 11th, 1986. That was more than any other record in the country. Heartbeat was actually written in 1983 for Helen Reddy, who recorded it on her Imagination album. Unlike Helen Reddy's version, Johnson's version was a hit. It was his only hit, as a matter of fact. It peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot 100. It was also a worldwide hit, hitting the top ten in Canada, Germany, Austria, Norway, and Switzerland. Cause that's the way it's got to- 
Zappa, son of the legendary Frank Zappa, appeared in the Heartbeat video playing guitar. Though he didn't actually play on that song, he did play some guitar on the album, specifically the guitar solo on The Last Sound Love Makes. Dweezil Zappa had been around the music industry his entire life and had began playing guitar at age six. He would learn directly from Steve Vai and Eddie Van Halen, the latter of which even produced Dweezil's first single, My Mother is a Space Cadet, when he was only 12 years old. When recording this solo for Don Johnson, he was only 17 years old. By the way, one of the co-writers of that song was Tony Shuto, who was a member of the fictional band Jesse and the Rippers from Full House. Have mercy! Want more Bizarre Albums? Sign up at patreon.com slash bizarrealbums to get weekly bonus episodes of the new companion show, B-Sides. Go a little deeper on each album every week on B-Sides. That's patreon.com slash bizarrealbums. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lost in Your Eyes was a song written by Tom Petty all the way back in 1974 when he was the leader of his pre-Heartbreakers band Mud Crutch. The song was first released by Liverpool band The Searchers in 1979. Mud Crutch's version would not be released until after Petty's death in 2017. It was part of the Tom Petty and American Treasure box set released in 2018. In 1993, the Jeff Healy Band would have a number five hit in Canada with Lost in Your Eyes. For Johnson's version, it even features backing vocals from Bonnie Raitt.
Bonnie Raitt also contributed backing vocals to the album's other single, Heartache Away, though this one would peak at only number 56. But that's not all. The song also features Rolling Stones guitarist Ron Wood and a guitar solo from Stevie Ray Vaughan. Here's Vaughn on MTV in 1986 talking about that experience. We all work together. There's not, there's not um, one place that it comes from. It's all a group effort. You can play full and as loose as you want. You don't know. Everybody's talk, talking at me. All the same. Love Roulette is one of two songs on the album co-written by Don Johnson. This one is full of guest musicians. Stevie Ray Vaughan and Ron Wood are both back, and it also features Bill Champlin of Chicago, and of course there's a former member of Tower Power and current SNL band leader Lenny Pickett on saxophone, as well as Dickie Betts from the Allman Brothers Band. Betts was actually an old friend of Johnson's. Back in 1979, Johnson co-wrote two songs with Dickie Betts, Blind Love and Can't Take It With You, which appeared on the Allman Brothers Band's 1979 album Enlightened Rogues. Here's a bit of Love Roulette. Star Tonight was a song written by Bob Seger in 1985, but it was never released until 2009's Early Seger Volume 1 compilation. Don Johnson was the first artist to release the song. Country music legend Willie Nelson provides guest vocals on Star Tonight, and also features harmonica from Mickey Raphael, who's best known for his work with Willie Nelson. She's gonna star tonight so good you break the critics hearts tonight uh-huh. isn't it amazing what the girl can do acting like she's happy when she feels so good inside no one seems to notice that it's all a play the album was produced by Chaz Sanford who also was the album's main guitarist The album's bassist, Mark Leonard, had worked with Sanford before Heartbeat. The two of them co-wrote John Waite's 1984 number one hit, Missing You. The Heartbeat album would end up inspiring an hour-long featurette, first shown on HBO in early 1987 and later released on video cassette. IMDB.com describes it as a surrealistic journey into the experiences and reflections of a documentary filmmaker, played by Johnson, as he evaluates the people and the places that have made up his life. It even featured actor Louis Guzman, Paul Schaefer, and Giancarlo Esposito from The Mandalorian and Breaking Bad. Oh! 
1986 Reader's Poll for Rolling Stone, Don Johnson won Best New Vocalist. Two years later, he'd reached the charts again on the song Till I Loved You, which was a duet with his then-girlfriend Barbara Streisand, peaking at number 25. Don Johnson would release one more album in 1989 called Let It Roll, but it never charted. Even so, Johnson had much more success in music than his Miami Vice co-star, Philip Michael Thomas, who would release two albums of his own in the 80s. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. <laughs>